Accountants Are Sexy is back for another season and this season we'll see our 100th episode. I want to take a moment to thank everyone that's helped so far. Every like, listen, subscribe, watch, all of it means the world to me. This season is sponsored by Charterpath. Charterpath is a charity designed to help the financial skills gap within non-profits. I've recently joined their advisory board to help them on their mission to increase volunteering within the financial sector from only 10% to a very healthy 50%. If you want any more information on how you can be a part of this mission, then drop me a message or leave a comment or visit their website, charterpath.org. Now, are we ready to meet the guests? Welcome to the exclusive podcast, Accountants Are Sexy, Change My Mind. Consultant Kelly sits down with agency owners, breaking the mold to really give you a sense of why accountants are sexy. Welcome to Accountants of Sexy Change My Mind, my, the podcast that's going to revolutionise accountants. Today I have with me Kelly Chetwin from the High Street Accountants. Um, I'm really pleased that you've joined me, Kelly. You're the director of the uh, practice, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's uh, just give me a quick intro. Who are you? What What is the High Street Accountants all about? Um, okay, so um, I'm Kelly, director at the High Street Accountant, as you said. We've been um, a practice for about seven years now. Recently, we branded to the High Street Accountant from, from our old name. Um, and so we're a small high street practice, like it says in the name. We have a shop front on, on a high street in the local town and um, sort of servicing bookkeeping, VAT, payroll, all, all the compliance services, year-end accounts for local small businesses um and i like to think we're a modern practice approachable personable um mm-hmm. have an open door policies is what we like to call it really um we're a all female team um and there's six of us at present so we've got two accountants myself and zoe we've got a trainee accountant meg um and we have a full-time payroll and bookkeeper emma um, and we also have Megan, who is marketing, client liaison, business development. That That's a fairly new role that she's undertaken. And um, the most recent employee, which makes six, is Libby. And she's a business admin apprentice. And, and she's just started this week. So um, and that's us, really. So growing. That's lovely to hear. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. Lovely to hear, especially at this side of the pandemic when accountants were supposed to like be stable through the pandemic but they were anything but stable there was so much change that yeah. it really affects different practices in different ways so to hear stories of stability and growth is is great yeah I think that sometimes being um a smaller business is helpful because we were quite flexible we were able to sort of pivot and change at the beginning of the pandemic to accommodate homeworking and changing client needs and uh, listen to what the clients have had to say and tried to respond to that so I think that's been part of 
the well, positive side for us. Um, it sounds like the, the, when you said we think of ourselves as a modern practice, I, I assume that those kind of, um, the ability to work from home was already there. The technologies that you use, the mindset, the the kind of or everything that people were struggling with was probably in place. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we had already moved to online bookkeeping software, for example, for people to be able to either come in and see us in person, if that's what they like to do up to that point until we couldn't, but also to receive information electronically, liaise online or, or via video call or Teams or um things like that and um we used whatsapp to have morning meetings and then get on with our day while we were in lockdown things like that so we were because able to 2021 and like or 2020 and we're living in the modern age now <laughs> those kinds of things helped us be uh, we used facebook and instagram to communicate with um clients and and all things like that so um just to try and to keep up the communication and information because there were a lot of downsides changes you know information changing overnight to try and cope with so being able to do that uh, helped us to cope a little bit better um yeah. in that yeah. scenario so uh, so yeah. you said that you've gone through a rebrand mm-hmm. um what was the other brand called uh we were alp accounting which was based um around um the name of a business partner that i was previously in the um, firm with but they left a few years ago and so we wanted to change the name but having been going for seven years and things have changed a lot in seven years so i think even if that hadn't been the case um we would have probably wanted to revamp and and modernize and there's a lot of changes in the accountancy profession at the moment. You know, I think we've kind of briefly touched on that before. Um, so I kind of wanted to make sure we look like we're ready to embrace those changes and or, you know, are, are um, as up to date as, as we, you know, and the new branding supports that basically. Yeah, so. I've, I've looked at your branding. It's simple, but lovely. And I, yeah. I and and the the fact that it's over your shop front and you've got the white windows and the white branding, yeah. I think it looks so sleek and modern. I I would want to go in there. Um, yeah. As a as a passerby, you think, oh yeah, I'd, I'd like to go in there, and that's the benefit you have of being on the high street yes. and being called the high street accountant. Yes. Um, you don't have to. And forgive me, and not forgive me, but correct me if I'm wrong. Do you get a lot of passers-by coming in or are you still digital marketing focused? No, we do have both. Mm. Um, Previously to the pandemic, most of our work came from either referral, so it's been built that way, or people seeing the shop uh, um, and feeling like they were able to pop in and ask the question, which has led to us doing business. So we have had walk-ins quite regularly. Now... um, since the rebrand and the changes we've made, we have had, oh, I found you on Google because search for a local accountant and the name helps us come up that way. But I do think it it helps people understand what we're doing straight away and it is approachable that it's high street. It's not some office in a um, city centre that you can't knock on and ask a question to or, or, or get to speak to somebody. So people seem to like that still as well. I guess it helps communicate your values as well. Like, no, like, like no other practice I've seen before actually because you're asking for you're showing that you're there right on, like on the high street and that you're so accessible 
And that that has to follow through in your values, because if it doesn't, there's a massive misalignment. So how what are your other values? What do you like to bring into your brand? Um, Well, I like to think that we're very customer focused. That would be predominantly the thing that I would want people to know about us. So um, examples of of that are, you know, try to have a chat with clients at the start and understand where they are in their business, what it is they're looking to achieve, and then how we might help systems or numbers support that. So I don't know, sometimes people say, well, um, I wanted to go into online bookkeeping, but my accountant will only work with a spreadsheet. So we've tried to find someone who supports online bookkeeping software or um, I just want to put my receipts in a shoebox and hand them to somebody and it gets sorted out but my accountant says I've got to fill in a spreadsheet that I don't know how to work with or just things like that that we've come across so we'll list, try and listen understand what the client is and, and where they're at and then try and support with that you know if they want to do their own bookkeeping that's fine we can check it as regularly as you want or you know so we offer free telephone and email support um once somebody's on a, on a package kind of thing and mm. I think that helps the customer understand ask us questions we're here to help you make your business better you know um and they're not frightened then of picking up the phone to you and because I think this is the once again I've, I've been involved with the accounting industry over the past seven years as well and the culture has changed dramatically mm-hmm. but if you go back to seven years and like further people were afraid to pick up the phone to the accountant yeah. just in case there's another bill on the way or they it wasn't explained properly or they they just you know they didn't want to <clears throat> seem dumb maybe yeah it, people say that all the time yeah. oh thank goodness it doesn't feel like going to the headmaster's office coming in here or you haven't made me feel stupid when I've had to ask the same question three times because some concepts and principles they are difficult to understand but it's better for business owners if they can understand what it is and what the implications are for their business of any questions they've got so um yeah that, that that is the main thing that I would want people to understand about who we are really um mm. is the customer focus and accessibility of you know support so, tell me then I we've we've t- kind of touched on this already what are the other misconceptions that are, are, are banded around about accountants um I think the probably the biggest ones that accountants are boring or if I dare say um older and male you know I have had somebody say to me oh I didn't realize you were the accountant I thought you were their assistant oh "Oh, no it's me you know (laughs) and it was fine so um I think they are um judgments maybe or or misconceptions about what an accountant might look like and age seems to be a particular one and I think the personality of boring seems to be the other one but we're certainly not that in in our office so the um the industry has changed vastly um and I'm finding that there are so many more uh, younger people coming through and it because it's more attractive these days to be an accountant why why do you think it's more attractive these days what's changed I think um with social media I follow other accountants that are similar to myself younger female and then younger because I'm not really that young but younger people than me that are considering entering the business if they see somebody who's younger fashionable I mean some of the female um leaders in in business that are putting things out on social media so they're getting to see that so there's visibility of the role models I think maybe that there wouldn't have been before I mean even seven years ago 
not very many accountants that I knew in the area when we started the business had Facebook. Yeah. And we picked up a lot of business by saying, hi, this is us on Facebook. And and still now. That was the heyday of of Facebook. (laughs) It's gone downhill since then. It is. But still now we do um, post things on Facebook, mainly personal things like if somebody's um, done something and we're like oh you know shout out to Emma who'd recently done a big running event and um, put that on and people like to see that personal yeah. side of you so it, it can be used in the right way but that means that younger people can go see that but like, okay it's okay if I look like this or I'm this age and you know I, I could still do that so um, I definitely yeah. think it's opened up it's more accessible to everyone yeah. Yeah, I think it's more more appealing because it's a faster paced industry now. It's not like yeah. you said; it's not fuddy duddy. It's mm. not sitting in the back office just crunching numbers all the time. Although, you know, there is routine to it because you have to yeah. get the clients done. I think. Do you? And I think you do. But do you think your staff really understand what value they add to the to the customer? I hope so. <laughs> I hope they do. Yeah, I mean, um, we all work in the same office. So when I'm um, talking on the phone or bringing up figures on the screen and talking to clients, the other two accountants, they're there in the room where I am. So um, the way that I operate the business is easily transferred to them without um, so much effort because they're here um, how I've spoken to the client or what I've tried to do to help them understand or how I've explained things so um, and also we try to it probably sounds a bit cheesy but celebrate the successes so if something's happened or a project that we've been a part of has resulted in a success or a change or a grant for a client or you know or um, w- changing a winning business for a client we will make sure that's brought up and that's so that they know um and, and my team is younger so um I'm sure they wouldn't mind me saying their ages Zoe is 30 and Meg is 19 so um they are younger in the industry as well and so um it's it's been it's I found it's helpful to be able to do that um, yeah definitely I've um it's not talked about as often as it should be actually you really hit a chord with me I think that many accountants that I've worked with don't celebrate their successes they don't necessarily see their clients successes as their own successes they see it as a process Mm. but at the end of the process once you've done something saved them money found a grant for them you know supported them removed their headache actually that's that's really valuable stuff and needs to be celebrated yeah I think that's true and sometimes you can get so busy Mm. um with the day that you have to stop and do that to know why you're still here yeah. and um what where it is you're going with this you know and um I, I think I see a sense of pride in the work more if we've been able to say you know um when you did that for that client look what they've been able to do off the back of that even if we don't always communicate with the client as effectively because sometimes you don't even just internally with us we know that we've achieved that yeah. obviously we tried to make the client know as well because it's going to help with loyalty etc etc but even if we just know gosh look what they've been able to do off the back of us implementing this system or being able to show them those costs or that project or yeah or whatever it's it is the results of the input isn't it it's, yeah. it's yeah and that, that kind of completes the circle then yeah um, 
Whereas if you're just stuck in the drudgery of a day-to-day, and I suppose this is why people are upset with where they work, they've just got their head down and they're doing it, but you don't see the successes and there's no feel-good factor. I think it's a really valid point. Um, so with regards to your your business, like, do you have, and when, especially when you did the rebrand, did you have any particular niche in mind? I suppose it's difficult being on the high street to, to niche and stuff. Yeah, no, no, I am... Um... No, and um, honestly, when we first started, anyone that came on the door and asked for help, we onboarded, as you do, starting business. So, um, no, we don't have a niche and we didn't have a particular client in mind other than it's um, local and, you know, to some extent, although with technology, it doesn't matter if they're further away. And also um, invested my, my my preferred client isn't a business type it's more valuing or invested in mm-hmm. wanting to know their numbers not every not everybody does some people just want zero tax please do my tax return and zero tax well, I, I do my best but people who know that if they get the numbers on up to date there is value in what they can derive from that other than the tax bill you know so that's really that's what I have in mind as well a lot so do you have any kind of qualifying parameters, say turnover or staff or premises or anything like that, like that helps you or, or nothing at all? No, no nothing like that. Um, I'm more just um, on board people that I feel are a good fit person to person rather than business type. So, um, yeah, mainly people who are going to value what mm. we've got to offer now. That would be more, more my decision making factor now that we're more established now that we are growing you know now that we've got a reputation for being supportive and helping um Mm. I will take on clients who are going to value that because that helps reinforce the business gain and then they're the right people that will recommend us and advocate for us going forward as well then yeah definitely so what's your um what's the goal for the practice what do you want to do um I would like to get a second high street location in the future. I think we're probably a couple of years off that, but that's what I'd like to see a high street accountant take to. On every high street. <laughs> or, or that. Um, but, um, um, balancing home and work is quite important to me, so I'm not always looking for aggressive growth, but I would like to see if yeah. we could. Um, do what we've done on the high street in the town where we are in another one that would be amazing uh for me grand plan to me so when you're when you're thinking about achieving those kind of goals um are you focused on using like putting particular systems in place do you use a particular tech stack to speak what's the tech stack like um so we have um Obviously, Microsoft 365 for email teams, and so emails are accessible without an online server, so that's fine. We have QuickBooks and Zero bookkeeping software online um, across the board, apart from for the very smallest operations who we still might use spreadsheet for. That's going to be changing in the next 18 months anyway, so um, we have that and then I have online tax calc for tax returns and accounts production so that can be done 
from anywhere. And then we're using accountancy manager for CRM tasks yeah. and scheduling. That's fairly new to the practice. But again, because that's an online platform, um, we could work collaboratively from home mm. and other office or our office. So um, that's predominantly. Or also with QuickBooks, we've got the scanning scan snap. So, um, yeah. but we're not um, exclusively doing that because some people just want to put their receipts in a little folder and bring it in and we'll use a scanner in the office or what, whatever, you know. Um. This was kind of where I was going to lead on to really. How flexible are you with your level of service? Now, there are other, other accounting firms who are very process driven and they don't want to go outside of that and they really do refine their ideal client to make mm-hmm. sure systems and the ideal client are aligned and that's the only people they deal with and then it speeds up the process I guess it increases the profitability but you don't sound like that's um something you're aiming for it seems it seems more friendly yeah yeah no um if somebody says I want QuickBooks but I'll put my own data on then we'll share the QuickBooks file and check it or um I will generally go with um how the client wants to work and feel that that's in their best interest sometimes you have to say to people that's not going to work and I suggest you might do this um Mm. but no I'm not overly precious about um having it completely fixed I try to be a bit flexible if you want and it has been successful sometimes it gives you headaches and sometimes something that you think is going to be simple isn't or you, you know but that's business and I try and live and learn and review what we've done and then yeah and I guess it's the, uh, being able to meet them where they are and support them to do better yes yeah that's it and you're not going to get the finished article like kind of like boyfriends really <laughs> you're not going to get the finished article yeah, at the very beginning you have to work on that together yeah yeah that is how we like to think of it as a, as a working relationship if you like so um find that it works best you build trust so then they do value your opinion so if you do say right you perhaps ought to be doing this or that now it will improve it it will make it more efficient then they will listen it wouldn't be in my nature and personality type to force or say I only wear this way so you will do this I I don't think I'd be able to pull that off (laughs) (laughs) and you have to be what you are don't you you know um I really I really struggle with that as well I like to I like to get I like to help people and you can't help all the people if you only have one way of working so I try and be as adapt as possible like, as much as possible yeah that's probably my favorite of the job is thinking that I've helped somebody in their business you know mm. we've got paid we've got paid to do that as well you know I that's probably the bit that I like the most yeah. about the job so talk to me about your marketing journey. I mean, obviously there's Megan in place and she is brilliant because she's brought you to my attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she's definitely, yeah, she's definitely championing your brand, but that's quite a recent role for her. Yes, yeah. So what's your marketing been like? What's the journey you've been on over the past seven years? Um, so basically we, we touched uh, earlier on um, having a Facebook page um, and generally speaking, we had word of mouth referrals for probably four or five years and a bit of free Facebook marketing. Um, we've always had a website. We don't dem- generally drive traffic through that or have people. And that seems to have gone a bit off the boil, I find, web- 
website that used to be the thing as well didn't it you've got to have a website and drive traffic through the website but I'm not really I'm not sure about that you're um, not the first per- not a first accountant to say that they don't value their website I think there's two uh, schools of thought but I'll come back to it yes I'm not sure if I'm right or not but that is my feeling about it um, and I think you've got to have one because you need that online presence for people to search to see if you're legitimate you know yeah. if they're a bit further away and they're not going to come past the shop so um and then um other than rebranding and having the look in the office and for the shop that we wanted and, and across the social media and for the team we've had some team shots done so that that we can people can see who we are mm-hmm. um we haven't um and starting to network I mean in the first five years I was absolutely scared to death to network and um go out and and meet people you know lacking in confidence there a little bit Um, and we did have enough work coming in all the time just from the word of mouth so didn't focus on it too much but now we've grown in confident we've got good systems more well established the team's more settled we've turned our attention to what do we do with marketing but I wouldn't say we've got a clear strategy or plan we're probably at the start of our marketing journey, just working out, is it going to be um, networking events? Is it going to be more on social media, using LinkedIn, uh, Facebook still pr- possibly? And, you know, we're just trying to work mm-hmm. out exactly. TikTok even, we might, I think we've got a TikTok account and, and Megan's going to be making some videos to share across. So, um, so What's changed then for you to want a more um, firm plan for your marketing? Is it the word that word of mouth referrals are like in general? Let's speak generally because it's not just about your firm. I'm finding this a lot. They used to and they've built their practice up from the ground on word yeah. of mouth. Yeah. Um, and now they're thinking, actually, I want, I want to be more strategic with my marketing. Is that because word of mouth is not as effective as it used to be? Or is that a change with your own mindset and goals? Where, why the change? Um, I think that the size that we are now, um, and um, we still do get word of mouth referrals, but it's not as um, intensive. It isn't that we've got a lack of new clients either that's made me feel differently. I think it's that... Um, uh, with the rebrand I have wanted reputationally I think to appear um, a bit more slick a bit more professional like the look that we've created mm-hmm. and alongside that if people want to look us up and search for us that they can find mm-hmm. information about us and things like that or that we reach a wider audience for um, professional reputation and, and things like that like we've featured them magazine more recently and I did that not not necessarily expecting to get business from it although it'd be nice but more for reputationally and professional uh, contacts as well so um as the practice has grown and some of the businesses that we've been working have grown more specialist niche tax advice might be needed and I didn't have anybody that I could go to to ask for that advice or refer people on to so part of marketing is is so that I'm more confident in meeting and and, um, working with other specialist accountants and tax advisors as well so um, absolutely one of the most collaborative industries that I've worked in for sure I don't think it used to be like that but I think that is something that is also changing and becoming much more 
of a regular and accepted thing. And it can only be a good thing because the accounting industry is so wide and there's so many rules and so much out there. I can see why some accountants do niche so that they can be very expert within a field. But if you're not and you're like as a general practitioner, then to have a group of other professionals that can help with specific things that you can't cover can only be a good thing yeah exactly um so that was another part of um the changes that we've made but it's been a bit like try that and see try that and see um but it's sometimes are you having fun then is this it's more about try it let's have some fun with it let's see what's going to happen put yourself out there put yourself out of your comfort zone a bit see how it feels see what reaction that gets see what change that um affects and then um decide what we'll do next uh rightly or wrongly that's kind of where we've been i love at. it and it, it it depends what you're it, this is when i i work with any accountant it depends on what your goals are if you're not looking for exponential growth then you can be playful have a play but if you're looking for if you've got really hard and fast goals then you might need to do something a bit more strategic you know you might need to make sure that your website is optimizing driving traffic to it but if you're in a in a fortunate position where actually you've got a lovely team around you you're looking for like not necessarily slow growth but controlled growth over a period of time have some fun in fact have some fun anyway yeah I think that's where we're at really I I, you know I've got a young family and so being able to be at home was part of the reason why I wanted to be self-employed and came out of the practice that I was working in when I was employed was to be flexible around the family but do my job that I thought I was all right at you know I've got something to offer so I always try and stay mindful about that um as well how did you and I normally start with this but I completely forgot how did you get into accountancy in the first place um, oh, well, um, when my um, eldest son started um, playgroup, they I, I was working part time in a cash office in a supermarket. So not a qualified accountant, just working in a finance uh, office. And then um, I was asked to become the treasurer uh, of the playgroup account. So I, I did that for a year. And when I took it to the accountant, he said, oh, you've done quite a good job here. I've been looking for someone. Do you want to learn how to do bookkeeping? Wow. <laughs> so that was about. 16 years ago 17 years ago and um so I said all right then (laughs) and um went to work for him a few hours a week and it grew from there and at that time he had just a few clients and was deciding whether he was going to make a thing of it or not and so I worked with him for eight years did my qualifications at night school and really really enjoyed it um but over time I wanted more different things and had different ideas to what he did and so eventually I said you know I'm gonna go do it on my own and Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't too happy but after a couple of years he did get back in touch and and now we do speak regularly so Mm -hmm. it's nice in the end and you know he's done his own thing and, and I've done my own thing and you know it's yeah it's more, nice yeah. to have a leg up but you can't uh, if you, you know if you've got the thing in you that wants to do it differently in your way in the drive then that has to be explored I, I know that myself <laughs> yeah yeah I did it you know I he, he knew what I was going to do and I kept it completely separate and the clients stayed completely separate so you know I tried to do things the right way but I just wanted to do something different and so that's oh, what I did yeah. 
Well, what, what a lovely me. achievement. Yeah, we're friends now. He said he thinks I've done quite good. He knew I would. <laughs> That's why he told me to leave. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty much all we've got time for today. There is one final question that I have to ask. Okay. What's the sexiest thing about accounting? Um, I don't know about sexy, but certainly I think the most exciting thing for me is being part of lots of different businesses and, and being part of their success and, and seeing how, you know, well people can do. And also, you know, I find reducing tax bills you know, it's got, to be, it's got to be quite high on the list as well. But probably most people, if they're not an accountant, won't agree. <laughs> well, I don't know. If it's my tax bill, then I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, if I say sexy, but certainly the most exciting part of being an accountant for me is working with the business owners. I really enjoy that part of it. So, oh. Well, that's lovely. Thank you ever so much for joining me today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, Kelly. I did. Thank you very much. Good. If you want to learn more, visit www.kellydawn.online. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. We've got a ton more guests already lined up and I can't wait to share that with you. Please also remember to check out our sponsor, Charterpath. They're bridging the gap between financial skills and the nonprofit sector. And if you're looking at growing your practice and wondering what is the next step for you or how to do that, maybe you want to check out Accounting Pirates as well. We've got a treasure chest of support there that might be able to help you get to your next level.